Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business. Friends like my friend, Miss Neely Piazza, the top dog, the top nutritionist, the top homeopath that I know. Yeah, she doesn't let friends feed kibble. What's up, Niels? Not much. What's up with you? Well, you know, we just got through. You and I were in Tom's session this morning, and we, I, I love this word that describes what we deal with every single day. It's not a word. It's a phrase. It's a title. It's a, it's called the prescriptor. Yeah. A descriptor. It's called the principle of redemptive violence. Now, I don't think that any of my listeners know this principle of redemptive violence. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you. (laughs) because <laughs> you're you're in uh tom's new biology course um and then you attend a lot of his his lives and lots going on it really does help um when you study with somebody to help you change your thinking right to break out the snap out of the thinking that we've all been a program to think yeah, it's kind of like bowling with the with the little inflated things in the gutters. So when you start veering too far off track, they bring you back to back to center and you're like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Wait, we just did that because uh my granddaughters were here and they're 3 and 4 and uh we went bowling and they used <laughs> the bumpers and then they uh, and I'd never seen that before. That was new to me. They used the bumpers and 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 she actually beat me. And she won the whole thing because she got to use bumpers and the little inflatable thing, right? So it never went in the gutter. <laughs> That's okay. Well, That's that, funny. You let four-year-olds win. That's what you do. I guess. I don't know. Does that teach them that, you know, or do you? I don't do, know. Do you I don't beat them, you, beat I them mean, really bad so they never want to play again? No, I'm kidding. No. But, I mean, this whole culture of uh no accountability and everybody you know gets a trophy yeah that's i don't think that that is productive in any way either i mean you know some people are better at some things than other people are that's just the way it is and if you can't deal with that you're not going to be able to realistically deal with anything later on well yeah you are because they're gonna make the world oh yeah bumpers yeah. and inflatables i mean yeah. so that you never have to go in the gutter but it's so superficial i mean that just makes everything that takes all the meaning out of anything i know girl i look i i have a warehouse where where here, here's here's the description that if you're in this business here, here's the description of the business. It's cold. It's heavy. It's dirty. It's repetitive. It is constant 
do you want the job? Right. So I get it. Right. It, it's a lot of work. And and not just my industry. There's a lot of industries like that. Right. Where the the um the product is cold. It's frozen. It's heavy. Right. You got to take it off pallets. You got to unload pallets, put put on pallets. You got to put in boxes. You got to take out of boxes. You got to. There's a lot of physical work to it. And I'll be doggone if I haven't seen uh 28 year old men sit down like, oh. This is so hard. And I'm like, I'm 60. I run circles around you. Why? Because I've been trained that way, number one, from a mom who kept a house, kept a yard, had two kids, attended all their, you know, events, worked a full-time job. And there wasn't this, oh, I get to sit down and say it just too hard. That That's the way I was trained. So I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm sorry. Am I off track here? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. We tend to do that. But, you know, redemp- let's go back to redemptive violence. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. Beat them into submission. <laughs> I did get a switch. I will say that I was very familiar with the switch. You know what a switch is? You're from Texas. You should know this. Oh, yeah. It, in uh, In my house, it wasn't necessarily called a switch it was called a peach tree limb because they're real flexible yep or uh a belt (laughs) (laughs) well we all know what a belt is but you know a switch you just pull it up you know those fancy buckle sets that has the buckle in the in the keeper and then the the tip yeah my dad's belt had a tip on it (gasps) okay i never got hit with the tip but oh, I didn't say I got hit with it. I just said he had it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the the fear was was all all it yeah. took. I'm gonna get the belt. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. get the belt. Uh, no, the the switch. It was like I'm gonna get a switch. And my mom used all my names. You know how they use all your names when you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back or to your full, yeah yeah oh yeah that's what you meant your full name right <laughs> right. And, and then there's me. I have so many so many that so many names and they have changed frequently enough that there's times when I call out three before I get the right one. So the other day someone was looking at my ID and they said, your name is Carol Danette Mercer Moffat. You have four names. And I said, yes, but I go by Dee Dee. <laughs> he was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it was funny. All right. So principle of redemptive violence is this. Getting somewhere by going the opposite direction, okay, or thinking that you're going to get somewhere better by going the opposite direction. Now, we see this every single day in this business, meaning, um, all right, you're given flea tick, heartworm, all the toxins that are the traditional um, health narrative. Preventatives. Quote unquote. Right. Preventatives. So that's the principle of redemptive violence. We believe that we're going to get better by doing the opposite of what gets us better. By making them worse. Can can you really be getting better if in reality you're making making them worse? Okay. So it it looks like there it looks like things are better, like the antibiotics, right? Right. It looks like things are better, but in reality, it's making everything worse. 
right? The problem, Niels, is that we don't know what we're seeing. I don't know. I wonder why that is. (laughs) Right? It's like, uh, I don't know. I think my dog is getting better. Are they? Is your cat getting better? Is your dog getting better? And, you know, Tom used this one. I love this analogy that he used. That (laughs) you sprain your ankle. Right. And your ankle swells up really, really big. And you decide to do something that makes the swelling go down. Now, which makes your ankle weaker. Right. And more prone to the injury. Right. Now, the swelling is there. So you don't keep walking on it. Yeah. But we want that swelling to go down immediately. So we do things to make the swelling go down and are, is our ankle, like you said, better off for making the swelling go down. That's like the pain meds, uh, Niels. At some, you know, they're, they're, let's just say uh, a dog comes out of surgery, right? And they are in pain. Now, the pain will keep them from getting up and running around or let's say the ACL tear or something like that. But we don't want that pain to be there. So I want to ask you what, what do you do in that situation, right? Like, you don't go to surgery in the first place. Well, yes, but you keep you keep making sense, and I can't let you do that. <laughs> this is a nonsensical show. It all has to be nonsensical. You see. Well, you can't. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't say. I don't know. That's. Everything the body does is in response to something in in a quest to heal itself. So, but when you do something artificial to it like that, how, I mean, you can't, you can't just let them be so painful that it's torturous, right? Right. So you have to do something, but by the same token, you have to keep them quiet until they're you know have have healed enough to be able to handle activity yeah it's it's uh it's a little bit of a quandary you know that that you have but like you said don't go to surgery in the first place but sometimes you have to Niels. and so this was so funny uh i loved what this makes sense. So someone asked Dr. Uh, Dr. Cowan this question. What about if you have to go in and have a root canal, which we all know that root canals are probably more dangerous than not, but let's just say, all right, let's go with the tooth extraction. If you have to have a tooth extracted, is the uh, anesthetic dangerous to the body? And Tom's response was this, well, probably, but how many of you want to go in and get a tooth extracted without being numbed up or get a kidney taken out or something like that without being, you wouldn't do it. So there, there has to be, you can't go so extreme, right? Um, But we are extreme on the other side of this principle of redemptive violence. When we are told, yeah, your dog needs all of these toxins put in its body so that it can be healthy. That one yeah. just blows my friggin' noodles. Yeah, it's- and then they say that 
real food is dangerous. I I mean, basically, if a vet tells you something, do the opposite. That's all I can say. <laughs> Unless it's Dr. Jasek or somebody that is a truly holistic vet. However, the problem there is there's a lot of vets calling themselves holistic and integrative and all that, and they're not. They're just using that moniker, and they're completely, totally conventional. And they throw in stuff like, um, you know, they they learned chiropractic or they learned acupuncture or something like that, but they still use the conventional Western model. They still use conventional Western drugs, all that, all that stuff. So if, if you're going to a, a holistic vet or you, wh what you think is a holistic vet and they encourage you to get a vaccine, that is not a holistic vet. That's a holistic vet. Folistic. So, <clears throat> so you need to, you need to keep looking. So, you know, I mean, there are rare situations where a pharmaceutical may be appropriate, but they're incredibly, incredibly, I mean, it would be a straight up life threatening live or die in the next 10 seconds situation. So. <clears throat> yeah. Know. And, and that, that goes back to something else that we've, been hearing from from dr tom is that we don't wait long enough right we don't yeah, wait long enough to see if the body's actually going to heal itself because we're so afraid that the body's going to die in the next few minutes okay like when you get a cancer diagnosis as a person or a pet you automatically think oh my gosh they're going to die tomorrow and and that's seldom the case right you we have time we have time but um, we don't wait long enough to see if the swelling is going to go down, to see if the abscess is going to poke a hole in the body so it can drain naturally. We don't wait because well, of the fear. Well, and this culture is accustomed to instant gratification. And pharmaceutical drugs give you that. You see something basically instantly. And in a true healing modality, it takes time things to um truly heal so and i don't i don't think anybody even doctors will tell you that um they put you on a like say blood pressure medication or statins or any of those other nasty things they'll say this it, it won't cure your it this is not curative it's not going to cure cure you it's just to manage your um your situation. It's like, well, why don't you just change the situation instead of piling on more toxic crap? I mean. That but, makes you know, way too much too sense. Too much sense. I know. It makes way too much sense. Let's change the situation. So one of the biggest questions that you and I get our entire you know group gets is um what should i start my dog on i'm just switching off a kibble i'm coming on to raw my dog's allergic to everything what should Which i start? right and um basically I, I you know it's it's we make it too simple and tom said something that rang so true today when you make things simple, 
people think, well, why am I talking to you? Why, why, why do I want to get information from you? You don't have any more um, knowledge than I do. So you have to make it appear that you have all this knowledge that nobody else can gain, right? Like you're this superior. And I get it um, that there are certifications, uh, homeopathy, nutrition, um, all of these different things. It there, there are certifications. But what I'm trying to say is when you make it so simple that you just have to use your common sense, a lot of times it's rejected. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, people are convinced. I mean, the whole complete and balanced nonsense and AFCO approved nonsense and um, biology in general, you know, um, this is the rule, but it's only true in 40, 40% of the time and blah, 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 blah. And there's this exception and that exception and all that kind of, and it's like, well, you know, Pretty much everything we know about biology is not correct. So, and it's finally starting to come out now that peer-reviewed science is basically pharma-paid, borrowed authorship names for studies, right? I mean, nothing, the vast majority of quote unquote scientific studies out there are inaccurate, biased, and are not don't adhere to any sense of logic or scientific original scientific method or anything. So, you know, where's the studies? Where's the studies? Well, who cares where the studies are? They're all lies anyway. So and I can say that because I worked in I worked in academia for what 20 years was in labs i know what goes on in labs i worked in labs multiple and it it, you know it's it's publisher publisher parish basically and if your experiments don't match what the grant that you have is trying to prove you restructure it until it does i mean that's just it's just the way science is done But there is, but there is validation to say, how did you arrive at this diagnosis or this deduction? Or, you know, I was talking about with, with Tom and uh, you heard it where now they're saying that these dogs, whether they're coming off the reservation, whether they're coming over from Turkey or whatever, that they have a sexually transmitted disease. And you're like, well, how do you know they have a sexually transmitted disease? Well, because they all have these lesions and sores on their genitals. Well, maybe there's something that they're all laying on. I mean, I don't know. What I I would really like to know, how do you know that this is a sexually transmitted disease? And what is a sexually transmitted disease, right? Why would a dog, in your opinion, Niels, have a sexually transmitted disease? I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, the, the quote-unquote sexually transmitted diseases in people are not what they, what you think they are either, you know? It's 
You said that what they have is basically um, like bumps or pustules or whatever. Well, that has seems to me like it would have a whole lot more to do with environment than, like you said, what are they sitting on? What are they exposed to? Um, it, it, um, just a contact dermatitis or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think that it's a thing, but I don't think any of those quote unquote diseases are a thing. So. Yeah. So it, the- it, it just, it just some of the stuff that comes out, I'm just like, well, how, how did you. Somebody in chat had a really good, um, I didn't, I didn't get to see, but you know, just the blurb that the preview that hits you as comments are going by, but she said, I wonder if there is a new chemo drug that they're trying to, that they're wanting to test, but they don't want pushback on. So they're using that population of dogs as test subjects to see what happens with that chemo drug. And I'm like, Hmm, that's, that makes more sense than anything to me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There's just, there's just so, there's just so much nonsensical stuff that we as pet parents seldom push back on, seldom ask the question. So, because we don't, first of all, sometimes it is that pet parents don't want these confrontational um, meetings. And sometimes it's just that we don't know what question to ask. It's like, well, I don't even know how to think about this, right? I don't know how to structure a question in the way that would make any sense. Yeah, that's why you need to watch watch more of Tom's videos so that you can change the way you look at things, right? Right. Right. That's kind of what I was talking about the bumpers in the on the bowling alley to keep you kind of in the in the right lane as to how to how to look at things. Restrict. It's a whole paradigm shift that you know we're also inundated and um, brainwashed into what we think that it, it's really hard to shift out of that. Even if even if you, I mean, there's people that know that something's wrong and even some specific things that are wrong, but they can't twist it or turn it around in their brain to look at it in a different way because we've just been so indoctrinated into that way of thinking. So it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. And I would, I contend that it has everything to do with fear. And that is the way that this principle of redemptive violence perpetuates pets, right? You, you, you're trying to get to health by doing the opposite thing. You're trying to make your dog healthy by pumping in all of these toxins. Now, I don't know, maybe, maybe pet parents don't really understand that flea and tick, heartworm, you know, the pharmaceutical ones. And all the vaccines um, have toxins in them. Maybe that's the case. Well, 
I think more people understand that the, or it's easier for them to understand when you explain it about the flea and tick stuff about, you know, being a neurotoxic and all that. But most everybody in mainstream thinks that vaccines are the greatest thing since sliced bread, but nobody knows what's in them. People think it's saline and an antigen. Oops. I think that's all it is. And, you know, so even but even aside from all of the toxic crap that's in there, which, you know, there's a list of probably 30 or 40 things that are in vaccines um, and different. It varies a little bit from one to another and from company to company, but not a lot. But I mean, even. The even if it was just saline and an antigen, it wouldn't not be toxic and it wouldn't fix anything because the whole thing about antibodies is totally incorrect. Anybody, anyway, antibodies are not specific, not at all specific, or anything. But, but okay, here's a double edged sword on that antibodies thing, Niels, because right now. You can somewhat get away without getting a rabies shot if you say, I'm going to test tighter test. Mm, you can get away with the others, but not rabies. Well, right, I guess but still, but still. So that would mean that tighter tests are pretty insignificant or inconclusive. They are. They're, yeah. I've said that multiple times. They don't mean jack shit unless you're using them as, unless something that you, like a kennel or, um, you know, a training program or something like that will accept that in lieu of vaccines, then in by all means, do it. Right. You know, I mean, use what's at your disposal to avoid having to, um, you know, if you want to participate in those kinds of activities and they require that, then by all means, use it. But as far as being a meaningful measure of immunity or anything like that, they're, no, they don't mean jack. So the next question that I'm hearing from people is, then how do I know if my dog's immune? It's like, well, what do they need? What What are we trying to protect healthy, them? They're immune, and if they get sick, what? I mean, so what? Everybody gets sick. How many times have I said you've got to let your dog be a dog? And that means if their system needs to be cleared out, if they've got stuff that needs to come out, they need to they need to be allowed to be sick to let it out. That's a normal process. It's like. Like Dr. Kaufman says, it's like cleaning the air filter, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. Right. Now, the question that came up today was diarrhea. How do you know if it's a detox situation or it's a situation where, meaning if it's detoxing, you're getting better, okay? How do you know, let's take diarrhea because that's a big one for pet parents. How do you know whether the diarrhea is signaling the body's getting better or getting worse? One moment, one moment. I think that that Niels is is having to deal with a barking corgi at the moment, so she's coming back. Yeah, they were like out of control. Um, <laughs> you didn't do the redemptive violence on them, did you? <laughs> no, I, I just don't. Just had to open the door and let them out. There you go. All right. So how how do you know? If diarrhea is a detox or not? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that all the they really did need to pee. Um dogs are pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they just start barking because they know I'll open the door whether they need to go out or not. Oh, they trained um, you. They trained you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um well you don't. I mean, how would you know? Well, but that's a must. Everybody thinks but they what? must know right now. Why? What difference does it make? Because if, the if dogs might die. If the if <laughs> the body's getting it out, then it's getting it out for a reason. It's not. I mean. All right. So then the next thing is they're saying, yeah, but okay. So I've got two different situations going on that you've talked about a lot. But so someone is saying this pork pork is causing my dog diarrhea and they think it's because it has certain bacteria in it. I said, well, it does have bacteria in it. It must have bacteria in it and we need bacteria. And one thing that Tom said today is about the bacteria pre-digesting food so that we don't have to work so hard. So that was cool. Um, but the yeah, other thing, exactly. Yeah, but the other thing that you've talked about with pork is that it doesn't necessarily mean the pork is bad. Maybe you have a damp dog, and you talked about this before that pork doesn't always work with every animal. Yeah, because it's cool and damp. So if if you have um, a cool dog or a damped dog, which realistically there's not a lot of those. Most dogs these days are warm or hot because they're so inflamed because of all the toxic crap. But if you do have one, then they're going to have excess um, excess liquid and it's going to give them diarrhea. Plus, it's going to make them cold, you know, cold and clammy energetically. So that is going to result in uh, an excess release of fluid and diarrhea. And so, you know, that just means you go to a different protein. Right. Go to a warmer protein. Right. Right. Go to a neutral, go to a warmer. Now, here goes right. my dog. There no, goes my sorry. dog. Probably heard mine. No. Now she came back in and started barking again. I don't know what her problem is. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that my husband understands. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One, one moment. One moment. Okay. As I am calming my dog down, Niels, um, uh, Will you talk about, there's one other thing I want you to talk about, and that's chronic ear infections. What do you say about chronic ear infections? Well, that's a loaded question. Um, Chronic ear infections are a vicious cycle having to do with, um, they usually start with a round of vaccines and or a round of antibiotics, and then you, you give them the antibiotics, and it and it clears up, but the body didn't heal. So they come back and then, you know, every six months or so you end up with chronic ear infections. And it may also change to, um, that's the same, same thing with UTIs. It's the same explanation with UTIs. The only way to stop that is to stop the cycle. You have to stop, um, poisoning the system with the antibiotics and actually, let the body heal what's happening there. You have to support it and help it heal what's happening in there. But antibiotics are going to do nothing, but it's the redemptive violence thing. You think it's better, but it's in reality making it worse. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's crazy. So 
what happens, and I feel for these pet parents, they get them from the breeder and the breeder is given that first round of vaccines and then they have to go and they get another round of vaccines and they start getting these chronic ear infections. So they get off kibble and they get on raw. The chronic ear infections remain and now they're going through an elimination diet. And I feel for them because I, and I feel for the pets. They are, they're hard. They're hard to clear up. Once you, once you have something embedded like that and you've used any kind of suppressive therapy, it's really hard to get, to get to the bottom of it and get it uprooted. So. I think you need to work with somebody like Neely Piazza, who is a homeopath, who is a um, different type of thinker. Different type. We're not. She's not doing the principle of redemptive violence that says we're going to go the opposite direction and hope that we're going to get to the right place. See, this is this is what we don't do, and it's it's tough for folks to uh, think like that. But I but I think there's a, a lot of good examples um, out there that you use, Neely. That. We talk about here on the podcast, you can't keep doing something that assaults the body and hope that you're going to arrive at this healthy dog. Okay. Um, I, I just, you know, we just don't see it. Number one, we don't see it. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. If well, you- and you know, you get, you you get these people that have been going to the vet for months or years or whatever and still have this recurring problem. And it's obvious that what they're doing is not working. And yet they want to, they want homeopathy and diet to cure it in a week. It's like, uh, okay. So how, how is that logical? What are you going to, what else are you going to do? Go back to what you were doing that is not working and hasn't been working for years. You have to give it time. And after you've done those things, it takes longer because you've gone through that suppressive, uh, suppressive therapy and pushed the quote unquote disease deeper into the body so that it has, um, it's had to take on, um, different forms and so uh, yeah so don't do that yeah that's that's a great example if 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 your dog got here in the position that it's in today by doing the things that you've been doing for years well you're going to go back to that because because you're saying the raw diet's expensive you're going to go back to that how expensive are all those vet visits Right. Yeah. That are, yeah. That are not helping. And expensive is is sort of uh, subjective as well, too. Right. It's like, yeah. um, you know, Dr. Jasek was was talking about on a podcast, you know, she lives in Tennessee now. So she has and she has a German Shepherd and it's a puppy. So she's buying a <laughs> lot. She's in Chihuahua, so she's feeding like five times more than normal. <laughs> right. And she's having it shipped. And she said, you know, I sat down and I ran the numbers. And she said, even with shipping, um, it is less than what it would cost me to go out there and put it together myself. And I don't have the time to do that. I know. And- exactly. I tell people that, too. They can't they can't see it. They want to do DIY. And I'm like, well, Ugh. that's fine if you can source it. But sourcing is really hard to find. 
it takes the time not only to go out and get it and find it and and pick it up. You need space to put it because you pretty much have to buy in bulk to save any money. So you need a dedicated freezer space. You need um, the time to put everything together. Most people will do, um, you know, need some kind of grinder of some sort. So you have all the, unless you already have all that stuff, which who already has all that stuff? A butcher. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, buying the quality of meat at the grocery store, just the meat is three times as much per pound as a as a blend already put together is. So I yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either, but I'm in the biz and you're in the biz. Um but <laughs> I do think what is well worth your time is to work with Neely Piazza. All right. So uh my team is is going to help you uh if you say tell me where I start or tell me how much I need to feed. We can do that. But where we stop and Neely begins is on these dogs with chronic ear infections, uh, skin diseases, gut problems, um, looking at the principle of redemptive violence, meaning what are you doing that that's going in the opposite direction of what you really want for your pet? That's what she's really great at. She continues to study every single day. And you know, a lot of people say, well, where can I get a nutrition certification? All right, that's one That's one little drop in the bucket, guys. Nutrition certification is a little bit of knowledge, but the experience is where you're, you're going to excel with somebody like Neely. When you've seen thousands of dogs and you're working with a lot of different people who are seeing dogs and they're trying this and they're trying that. And you're looking at, you know, somebody that's working in the new biology, a different way of thinking. This is this is where your 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 money is, is so well spent. Right. Th- to me, that is what and I finally I finally did do what you've been on me to do for years now I what is it went through and put all of my degrees and certifications and stuff on the website so if anybody wants to see them they're on my website <laughs> right right i mean i get it if you want to get in this business you got to start somewhere and that probably is with some type of nutrition certification but don't don't end there because there's so much more to it right there's just so much more to um health and seeing things and, you know, pretty much figuring out that one size does not fit all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and unfortunately, medicine has put everyone in a box. Yeah. Every person, every pet. So, so get over to Neely Piazza's website. She does have a chat there, but the website is whole, W-H-O-L-E, wholeanimalwellness.com, wholeanimalwellness.com. She will work with you and, um, and you'll, you will stop doing this going in the opposite direction. Principle of redemptive violence. You got to get your dogs on a species appropriate diet regardless. Okay. 
Because what are you going to do? Just like Neely said, what are you going to do? You're going to go back? You're going back to kibble? You're going back to the can? You're going back to the prescription? That hasn't worked. So we can't go back there. We have to eat real food. We can help you do that right here at rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely Piazza? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. No, we don't. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Niels. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.